Welcome back everybody, this is Eric here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today we've got another gun gripe episode for you, and yet again I've got my friend Clay Cheshire here with Munitions Law Group, and we're going to be going over some legal stuff, and hopefully you guys are enjoying this series of videos. Uh, we're releasing them amongst our gun gripes. Uh, we hope that some of these topics that we're going to cover help people, and if you haven't, make sure you go back and check out some of the older content because it's got some great information. Uh, a lot of these videos that Clay and I are going to be putting out are going to be primarily related to gun business, right? You know, and in this particular uh, video, we're going to be discussing what does it mean to be a responsible party on FFL? Okay, now that's a mouthful. All right, now when we talk about an FFL, we talk about a federal firearms license, basically a gun shop, okay? And a responsible person, obviously, is a legal term that relates to, uh, you know, who <laughs> obviously is, as the name suggests, responsible on the FFL. So I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, my view of it is ATF shows up to the uh, property, wants to do an audit. That's the person they talk to. It has to be a responsible person, someone who can get them records, someone who's responsible for making decisions. Uh, am I right there? Yep. So the responsible person, um, or what we call RP, okay, um, is the person that is, or people that are in charge of the firearms practices, policies, and procedures of a licensee, okay? Um, an RP is also the only person that should ever, ever talk to ATF. Um, about any sort of an audit related matter. Now ATF may show up different in a criminal investigation with a warrant. They may want to talk to employees. That's a different situation. When we're talking about an, an IOI, um, which is not a badged agent, but a civil uh, regulatory IOI from ATF shows up, the RP will be doing the conversation with that ATF official. So we're not talking, and, and just so we're clear, you know, the ATF all the time, they'll do stings and stuff. Like, they'll go into a shop and they'll try to catch the employee saying something dumb or they'll try to, they'll try to catch you in, a, in, in something you're not supposed to be doing. We're not talking that sort of thing necessarily. Now, if you run a gun business, now I know this because I've worked at an, at an FFL before, okay? If someone asks you a question you're maybe a little bit unfamiliar with, then you probably need to go grab this person we're talking about because it's going to be their job to make sure that they know your store's policies and they know the law. They know everything that you're supposed to adhere to when it comes to being an FFL. Someone asks you a weird question. Oh, well, I thought I could do this or do that. They might they may have an ATF agent come in and try to sting you and and get you to say something that you shouldn't have said. And the, and the employee, to be fair, the employee may not necessarily mean anything malicious by it. However, it doesn't change the fact yeah. that you're not doing something right. It, it happens all the time. And, and we've had clients over the years who uh, are going through an ATF inspection and you have a non-RP employee tell ATF something that's incorrect and ATF will use that uh, against the licensee and find them in violation of some sort of a regulation. So. Um, we, we, we always tell our clients the RP, uh, when you're in an inspection context, is the only person or only people that need to be engaging ATF about anything. The RP also, like you said before, I mean, it's in the name. The RP is responsible for making sure that the business is compliant, for making sure that the business em business's employees are trained to be compliant. Um, in the... There are rare occasions where ATF actually will prosecute an RP 
for some sort of a very serious, oftentimes criminal-related violation that the licensee has committed. Um, usually there's some interesting factual circumstances there, like that RP um, had actual knowledge that something illegal was happening and was somehow complicit in that. And like I said, that's why it's rare, but an RP can also be prosecuted. Um, so we always tell folks, be very deliberate and careful about who you designate as an RP. Um, you know, usually the owner, the most active owner or owners are RPs. A lot of times if you have an operation where you have managers, one or more of your managers will be RPs. Um, but it's going to be people you need to trust and people you need to trust are going to say the right things and be very careful about what they tell ATF if there's ever a conversation. That person can make or break you. Absolutely. And that person also, and correct me if I'm wrong, Clay, um, that person also it makes sure that all the paperwork is filled out to standard. You know, there are sometimes very specific things when it comes to a 4473 in terms of how it's filled out. If the right, you know, T isn't crossed or the right I isn't dotted, there's oftentimes an issue. So your responsible person will also be the sort of person who maybe, let's just say you have four or five guys at the counter working a gun shop and all of them are submitting 4473s to the management uh, for final approval. On a 4473, if you look, there'll be a section that says like uh, something along the lines of internal use only or management use only. And a lot of times what they'll have is either a stamp where they'll stamp off, hey, signed and approved, and they'll sign to verify that they physically uh, checked out that document to make sure that everything was filled out right. Usually your RP will be someone who will make sure that every single thing on that 4473 is correct, that the documentation and identification that the person submits along with the 4473 is correct, and that it's just a second pair of eyes. So a lot of times that RP will be someone who will physically review the documents before that person walks out the door. Yeah, and, the that, and, that, and that can be the case. Now, a lot of times RPs don't get down to that level of detail. It may be a bigger operation. They're a higher volume dealer or even a manufacturer. The RPs may not you know, make entries or review entries on 4473s or acquisition and disposition documents or multiple sale reports or any of that kind of stuff. But the RP is going to be responsible for training the folks who do do that to do it correctly. And we'll get into it. And the RP is going to have to answer to exactly. the ATF. And so. be able to explain to ATF and demonstrate a very detailed working knowledge of the rules and regulations. They have to be able to articulate yep. all of that yep. stuff to them. Yep. And so, you know, we tell folks be very deliberate about who you designate as an RP. Make sure it's somebody you trust, somebody who has the um, aptitude to be able to, to do that job. And then you, once you've done that, you've then got to go into the next step of making sure that folks are trained and educated. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, in another video. Sure. We, talk, we talk a lot about SOPs in our practice. Um, habit. You know, we like to breed good habits. Ha good habits lead to compliance. And so um, the RPs are going to be the folks that are um, creating those good habits sure. for the licensee. Well, you know, and also just even from a business perspective beyond, let's just say, running a firearms-related business, um, the other business-related aspect of it would be, um, I guess my explanation would be, all right, you start up at a random company as an employee, and they have, let's just say, an employee handbook, all right? And then part of your orientation before you start your job is you have two days of training or whatever behind some computer, and then at the end, you have to sign some document that says, I have read and understand everything that is within this employee manual. I know what my expectations are. So that is also what comes into it, is that an employer then has something that says, well, he signed saying he read and understood X, Y, Z. 
and then at least there's something in place that proves that you have done your due diligence to ensure that those people are properly trained. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of know, what that goes into. Being able to demonstrate a commitment to compliance, um, you know, uh, mistakes happen. Um, I, 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 you know, 100% compliance is a great goal. Uh, it's not always the result, but being able to demonstrate a commitment to compliance can go a really long way in having a good outcome with ATF related to an inspection. Makes sense. You know, it's, it's a pretty simple subject, but it's something that, you know, I've actually had questions even related to this type of thing uh, from people. So we wanted to kind of make this video to hopefully educate some of you on this. And it's not very often that we have an opportunity to have a lawyer down. And Clay is local here to me in Georgia, so we thought it'd be fun to have Clay come in and break down some of these things for you guys and we discuss some of it. So let us know if there's a particular subject you'd like uh, to hear Clay elaborate on, or if you have some uh, specific questions, leave them down in the comment section below, and maybe we'll take some of your questions and do like sort of just one master episode where we just compile some questions from you guys and have Clay maybe answer some of them. Uh, if you guys haven't, make sure that you check out Munitions Law Group YouTube channel. Check out Derek over there, big Viking guy with a red beard. You, you won't miss him, okay? Uh, check them out. They've got some great content over there if you want to learn more. Uh, or if you contact their group, they're a great bunch of guys. I've used Munitions Law Group in the past for a few minor things, and they are great people. Very, very capable hands that you're going to be in if you ever contact them. Uh, Clay's a great guy. So is Derek. And uh, you're definitely in the right hands if you have anything going on that you need their help with. Uh, is there anything else we'll put out? No. Thank you. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching today's video. Clay, thank you for coming down today, being a part of what we do. Thanks for having me. You're the man. Uh, we have many more videos on the way. Make sure you stay tuned. And if you haven't, make sure you check out some of the older videos that Clay and I put out because we go into a lot of really great subjects uh, related to this type of thing. So this was one specific example. Uh, we'll have some other videos dropping that we hope you guys will really enjoy. Thank you so much for watching today's video. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Many more on the way. Thanks.